You are all going to die tonight. Hello and welcome to another episode of Horror in Session, a horror podcast where a horror expert and a horror newbie go through all of your favorites, old and new. As always, I am your host, Reina Cervantes, and joining me in the classroom, as always, is my wonderful student and co-host, Kyla. Hello, how are you today? I'm I'm good. How about yourself? Pretty, pretty good. Um, yeah, just having a hot girl summer or trying to <laughs> yeah definitely same trying <laughs> uh, sometimes failing but trying um so we're we're doing we're doing something a little bit different this week huh i know i'm so excited i i hope you guys like it i don't know i'm nervous i'm shy yeah. Yeah, so our recess episodes, which come out in random order, um, they're never really planned. They're kind of on the fly, uh, just so we can have an upload that week. Um, we're we're going to pivot them into reviews for uh, new releases. Yay! <laughs> yeah, so um, I think we're going to start calling them recess reviews. Double R. Super cute. I'm excited also- about it. It's also a Twin Peaks reference with the double R diner. <laughs> oh, see, I'm going to watch Twin Peaks this summer and I'm super excited about it because I finally get Lynch. Um, so, yeah. Oh, my God. Please, please don't give me an excuse to talk about Twin Peaks on this podcast. <laughs> Hello? We should, listen, but yeah. Listen, D- David Lynch is like my favorite filmmaker. Um, I own like most of his movies, to be quite honest. <laughs> I'm so, yeah, I'm so excited now that I finally get him. Um, It took me a second, but I did an essay on Mulholland Drive for my class. And I spent so many hours with that film. And I was like, wow, I finally get it, I think. You know what a better title for Mulholland Drive is? What? Lesbian Girl Summer. Yes! I love (laughs) them so much. Um, (laughs) Happy Pride Month yeah for real (laughs) um so kicking off this inaugural recess review this week we are covering the conjuring the devil made me do it directed by michael chives or chaves and written by david leslie johnson mcgoldrick the film stars patrick wilson vera farmiga rari o'connor sarah kathleen hook and julian hillard it is the eighth installment in the Conjuring universe. <laughs> There's eight of these movies. <laughs> that always makes me laugh. <laughs> um, fucking crazy, right? Um, yeah. That there's eight of these movies. Um, anyway, I'm I'm drifting. I'm drifting. Let me tell you what the movie is about. A brief, a brief, brief summary as I pull it up because I was unprepared. Um, the film follows the Warrens as they investigate a murder that may or may not be linked to demonic possession. Residents of Brookfield were shocked this afternoon by the broad daylight murder of Bruno Sauls. The court accepts the existence of God every time a witness swears to tell the truth. I think it's about time they accept the existence of the devil. Whatever is going on, whatever happened that day, that was not Arnie. 
It's a witch's totem. We think your family was cursed. And that connection's still open. I'm only interested in reality. But I can see things that your people can't. So, Kyla, uh, you grew up on the Conjuring movies, right? Or Paranormal Activity? I, I always get them mixed up, to be honest, and I know that's terrible. No, kind of the same, actually. Um, I feel like The Conjuring kind of got popular because Paranormal Activity, in a way. I feel like we were on this kick of like spiritual horror movies, and um, I did kind of grow up on... The Conjuring. It took me a while to watch The Conjuring, but I remember I watched it alone in bed at night one day just because I was just feeling very like um, I was wanted to do something rambunctious. Um, so I did and I watched it and then I watched I think I watched Annabelle in theaters because um, it was just one of those things where we were like, oh, there's a scary movie in theaters. We have to go see it. Um but other than that, I'm going to be honest. I don't know if I've seen like all of them. Have you? I do. And uh, actually, one of my first like quarantine purchases when I was first stuck at home at the start of the pandemic is I bought a, at my at the record store I used to go to in Phoenix. I ordered a used copies of every installment in the series so that I could just marathon them in anticipation of this new one. And so you got through them all? Yeah, and I haven't seen any of them ex- in theaters except Annabelle Comes Home. It was, it's weird. The Conjuring like exists in like this weird film space for me personally, and I know this is going to sound very pretentious of me, full disclosure. Um, I always feel like the Conjuring movies are like for are horror movies for people that don't watch horror. It's like yeah, it's like people who don't watch horror will watch it and then say like oh my god wasn't that the most frightening thing you've ever seen and i'm just like no yeah Um, but to be honest i just kind of view them as like popcorn flicks like they're just super enjoyable but there's nothing there for me Mm. if that makes sense i could see that i feel like tonally they're very interesting um and it's kind of crazy though how like with every film they're able these stories are all so different but they're able to keep that same tone throughout um and it's kind of a weird tone um but i i guess i see what they're going for i don't know it's not that scary though with the the tone that they take it in in my opinion what do you think about the tone Uh, i think the tone of the series in general um I don't think it's consistent. You don't? (laughs) I mean, you have The Nun, which takes place in a big spooky gothic castle. And then you have something like Annabelle, which takes place in like a 1960s apartment building. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen The Nun. I feel like Annabelle, though, and The Conjuring 3 and The Conjuring 1 all feel very familiar, even though they're all so different. So I'm going to be real. There's only a few movies I like in this series. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Annabelle Creation, which is the one with the orphanage. Oh, um, yeah. I've seen that one, actually. 
That's what I, like, I saw in theaters. I like that one. I I like Annabelle comes home with the museum. Okay, and all I the haven't artifacts. seen that one. Okay, that one's cool. Highly recommend it. I believe all of them are streaming on HBO Max. Oh, nice. Okay, so going back to this first one, um, to the one we're covering this week, not the first one. Um, what were your expectations? Like, what, what are you? What are your thoughts on the movie in general? Well, I thought it was gonna be dog shit, um, <laughs> and it just wasn't. It wasn't dog shit. Why did it you was, think it was gonna be dog shit? I don't know. It's just like you know when you say when you put a three behind a horror movie, what am I supposed to expect? Ah, no. but there's not a three. That's true, but it is number three. It's The Conjuring, the third one. <laughs> I don't know. I just, yeah. But it was really, I was like, the beginning was kind of weird. I was like, mm. But then I really enjoyed um, Ed and Lorraine. Is that their names? Yes. I really like them. I like them so much. And the, the focus on them was really good and very smart. It just made sense. Um and yeah, I ended up really enjoying it. I thought it was cute. What about you? Um, I thought the trailer for this was really bad. Yeah, um, I agree. See, the, yeah. I thought the trailer was really awful. Um, I didn't was not a fan of their director choice because the director choice of this one had directed another movie in the Conjuring universe. Mm-hmm. Um which may or may not be part of the universe, as it turns out. Um, he directed The Curse of La Llorona. And you were not a fan of that. Oh, no, no. That movie is bad. That movie, oh, no. is, about, that movie is about like Mexican folklore, but with a white lead. Is Okay, is this director Mexican or? Uh, no, I don't believe he is at all. Oh, um, my God. No, he is not. That's so, crazy. So, uh, uh, aside from that, um, yeah, he also he also directed a Billie Eilish music video. He directed the one for "Bury a Friend." That's so interesting. Yeah. So, fun fact: uh, the the music video for "Bury a Friend" and "The Conjuring: The Double Made Me Do It" have the same director. <laughs> um. So, my expectations going from James Wan to this one were um my expectations going into it were pretty low and for the most part for the entire first half i thought the movie was pretty bad Mm -hmm. um i thought i thought it dragged um once i realized that like part of it was going to be like kind of a court case movie and whatnot i was like oh no this movie is just going to be slow as hell but the second half really came back and kind of surprised me Mm -hmm. and Oh, I did not expect the second half of it to be so fun. Like as soon as they spoilers, by the way, haven't seen <laughs> this movie, go see it in theaters or watch it on HBO Max. Um, the second half of the movie where they start going after like the occultists and they learn about the disciples of the Ram, which, by the way, is the same cult from the first Annabelle. Mm, so it's okay. like a callback to that connection. Yeah, so it's like connecting back to that. Um, when it's them going after the occultists, I think the movie is just like obnoxiously fun. Mm-hmm. Um, I almost agree. To the, 
almost to the point that I was like eating crow. Like I turned to my mom who I watched it with and I was like, this movie better blow me away in the second half. And then the second half was coming to a close and I was like, oh no, I hate how wrong I was about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Overall, I would have to say my main thought is James Wan was very missed. What do you mean? Like as a director, like, because James Wan is a is a fucking fantastic director. He's got to be one of the best like directors working nowadays. Mm-hmm. Um, so to get two main installments from him, and then have your next main installment be done by someone else, someone arguably not as skilled, um, the craft wasn't there. Like I didn't walk away from this movie going like that was a super well made film or anything. I thought the cinematography was a little weird. I didn't think the script was all that great because this one also has new writers. Mm -hmm. Um, I just, it just felt like, oh, we couldn't get everyone back, but we have to kind of put out a movie to keep this series a little bit relevant. You think I thought even, I mean, because you can't really compare to James Wan, but at the same time, like this movie was just like, also just good you know it's not like a great movie but it was pretty good so i was surprised i think for the level that these directors and writers should be at i think they did a better job than expected um i think there's some nice camera work occasionally i just nothing about it felt substantial to me um it felt like it was trying to like it felt like it was trying to be one of the spinoffs and one of the main installments at the same time, mm. which it's like, it's weird because I feel like the Conjuring movies fit into two separate categories. They fit into frightening and fun. So going through the whole series, the Conjuring, frightening, Annabelle, frightening, tone wise, uh, Conjuring 2, frightening, Annabelle creation, frightening, question mark? <laughs> The Nun, fun. La Llorona, not good, fun. Um, Annabelle Comes Home, fun. And it felt like this movie kind of didn't know which category it wanted to fit into. Um, That's true. Like, like the if, tone kept shifting. Yeah, like, because mm-hmm. the main storyline with uh, Arnie, like, being in prison and being possessed and whatnot is, like, kind of a frightening storyline. But then... Yeah. But then the Warrens basically having superpowers and hunting down the the occultist <laughs> is like fun. Yeah, yeah. Like, like it looks like I turned to my mom and I was like, the occultist altar looks like looks like a Slayer album cover. Oh <laughs> like my it's god! A big old pentagram with like a goblet and black candles burning. It's just like okay, like whatever. I'm I'm with it. It's it was fun. Um. They were cracking jokes the whole time. Like, oh ugh, my god, the they're fucking, so the soundtrack choice. Had oh my me god, dying. <laughs> One, Blondie. Why the hell? And then the scene where the uh, person in the psych ward of the hot of the prison that he's at sits up and starts saying the lyrics to Blondie. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, who proved that? And then. The Elvis song they have in this movie is Suspicious Minds. And the moment it started up, I started cracking up. Oh, my God. 
it's um, just a good good time <laughs> it's weird because like half of the movie is like no we need to tell a serious based on a true story uh movie and then the second half is like nah the warrens have superpowers they're able to like <laughs> hunt down this occultist and uh, yeah i don't i don't know tone was all over the place um yeah i don't know i forgot that there i didn't know there were like actually true stories because you know paranormal activity says it's a true story and it's not it's fake it's they stretch and, it they huh? stretch it they stretch I know, it. <laughs> but it's still then they show then they had the like exorcist um recording at the end and I was like, oh my god, I'm scared. Like, I don't know. That part just scares me it's, that it's, it's like it's so weird. True. It's so weird because it's trying to scare you with that. It's like, ooh, this was a true story. Like that yeah, matter actually happened and whatnot. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure the Warrens didn't chase down an occultist and underground caverns yeah. and smash an altar. <laughs> It's, like, so fake at the same time as they're trying to be, like, this is real. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I walked out and then saw the poster, and it said, based on a true story, and I looked at it, and I was like, that's a stretch. <laughs> I heard the Warrens also are, like, terrible people, and then I looked up a picture of them, and, like, Ed is not hot, so... That's well, unfortunate. You're you're not gonna go see this movie if it's got an ugly Ed. That's very true. God, there they was... have such good chemistry. Like that's unreal. Okay, I wanted to I wanted to briefly touch upon that because the scene where they're talking about when they met when they were young. <gasps> I want that movie. I want a prequel with them like just <gasps> meeting and deciding that that's that hunting down demons and doing exorcisms is what they want to do. Yeah. Like they could bring those actors back and do like a movie where it's like about their very first case. I could see that. I was also wondering, like I was wondering if Vera and Patrick would want to come back after they've been doing this for so long now. I mean, to be honest, they've only been in four of the eight movies. Yeah, but it's been so long. Like, Conjuring 1 came out in what? 2012? 13? I believe 2013. Yeah, that's so insane. The series is not even 10 years old yet. But that... I feel like that's getting old. It's getting up there. I... (sighs) That's why I'm saying, like, what's what's the next step? Will there be new characters? Will there be the same characters? We're kind of like you know conjuring shaped a generation now we're moving into a new generation like what's next it's moving into a point where i think the mainline conjuring movies need to shake it up a bit Mm -hmm. i'm tired of like demonic possession stories um in fact i remember when annabelle comes home came out they were like hinting at that conjuring 3 was going to be about werewolves because because that movie features a werewolf at one point um that's interesting and and one of ed and lorraine warren's famous cases was about like a supposed werewolf um so i was like fuck yeah like that's gonna be like the next one so to have this one come out kind of out of nowhere like they said it was done in filming but they didn't say anything about it for like a long time um to have this one come out and just have it be like oh just another like possession movie 
but then be kind of surprised by the second half that really ties into the Annabelle and the Disciples of the Ram and whatnot. The movie both disappointed and surprised me at the same time. I feel like they have to keep up with the demonic possession type stories. And then also, like, even though there has been fatigue, I feel like we're moving away from demonic possession stories. So, like, I feel like they could still do it and be fresh because it's not as big as it used to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, are they still doing an insidious? I don't think so, right? No, as far as I can tell, the Insidious series is pretty much done, but I would not be surprised if that series made a comeback. Came back, yeah. But it's Um, just like, since Insidious died out, like, why wouldn't Conjuring just be like, okay, we're going to, like, you know, take over the market? Yeah, but it's like, Conjuring is, like, less than 10 years old, and how many demonic possession movies do we have, like, in this series? I don't I don't ever get tired of demonic possession stories. I think they're so scary. I am so scared of a demonic possession. Like literally so scared. So on October 29th, 2020, it was announced that a sequel to Insidious was in the works. Really? With Patrick Wilson directing it. Really? That is so insane that Patrick Wilson does Insidious and Conjuring. That's it's Both funny. were created by James Wan, too. At different studios. They're like the same thing, though. I mean, they're not, but you know what I mean. Like, Yeah. Insidious <laughs> is, is Insidious is more like the Saw team of James Wan and Lee Whannell. Mm. Whereas like Conjuring was kind of like James Wan's baby. Mm. Um, it says right now uh, that the next Insidious is going to focus on a grown up Dalton as he heads off to college. And Ty the kid Simpkins. from the first film? The one played by Ty Simpkins. Is that the uh, kid from the first film? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Is he, he played... reclaiming his role? Yeah. It's, <gasps> a, it's he's gonna play what? him as an adult as he as he heads off to college. What? Wait, that would be insane. Like I'm actually here for that. I'm interested to see uh Patrick Wilson make a directorial debut. Yeah. That could be interesting. Um, regardless, back to Conjuring. Oh my um, god! Like I'm, I'm, I'm wondering where they go here from here because we have eight films in the series, and like you said, fatigue is kind of kicking in at this point. Will they pack so, it up? Yeah, will they pack it up? I'm interested to see the kind of numbers this movie does because yeah, they they basically greenlit it after two's like massive opening weekend because conjuring 2 was like stupid successful um i didn't know that yeah let me bring up a little box office number for that real fast eight films eight films in this conjuring i can't believe they like let that trailer release though because this movie isn't that bad and that trailer is just awful and then the title is awful as well the conjuring 3 made over 321.3 million dollars Oh, wow. Yeah. Was it good? I need to see it. Conjuring 2. Hmm. Um, okay. Um, how, how many of these Conjuring movies have you seen? I don't know. Maybe like two or three. Oh, no. That should have been our summer series. I know. I was like watching Conjuring 3 and I was like, wow, I want to watch all of the all the rest now. Hmm. 
Okay. Okay. Uh, they're they're, they're entertaining. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I, I'm really excited about it. After watching Conjuring Three, I feel like very revitalized, and I'm like, I want to go back and watch all the rest. Um, so yeah, that's a, I think that's a testament to the film too that made me so excited to go and watch the rest. I feel like it's been it's gotten people talking about the whole series. I haven't really been I don't really see people talk about Conjuring as a series, you know, because there's so many spinoffs and whatnots, and now everybody's like talking about it. Have you noticed that? Uh, I feel like that happens every time a Conjuring movie drops. Is like, oh, it gets really popular and then it like burns out like super fast. Mm-hmm. Um, so. If you had to give this a score out of five, what are you giving it? I think I, was, I rated it on Letterboxd like two out of five, but I think I'll give it a three out of five or a two and a half out of five. So I initially gave it like a one. Oh, okay. Uh, I initially gave it like a one and then I sat and thought about it and I was like, no. I really like that second half. I've done. I bumped it up to a two out of five. Yay! Okay, we both bumped it up then. That's nice. So I like our, that. So the current horror in session review scores are a three out of five from Kyla and a two out of five from me. Yay! Um, I mean, I, I would I recommend it. Um, if you have HBO Max, why not? Um, and if, also. It's just a fun time in the theater. Makes me want to eat popcorn. I I don't know if I would recommend a theater trip for this one. Really? If you're that bored, might as well. Um, I'd say either if you're really bored or don't have a... Like, if you don't have HBO Max and aren't, and aren't bored... You can wait for this one. Um, well, for me, I just forgot how much, how fun a scary movie can be in theaters just because it's so dark, the screen is so big, and the music is so loud. And I, I was thinking to myself, what was the last scary movie I saw in theaters? I guess it was kind of Spiral, but Spiral was also part comedy. Um, so I it's the, like, uh huh. I think. I think the last full-blown horror movie I saw in theaters was, like, The Invisible Man last year. Yeah, right? And that was, well, that was obviously a theater movie. But I thought Conjuring 3 was also just so fun to see in the theaters. Just because it was, it was kind of, it was kind of scary. You know? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Not, like, actually scary, but, like, fun. Scary. It's scary if you don't, if you don't watch horror. Yes, yes. No, I'm getting it. Hello. I'm not I'm I not hate, here. I'm not I hate I'm not here. So much. To, yeah, I'm not here to shit all over your opinions, but uh you know I'm so afraid of demons, you don't even understand. Listen listen, there's not a lot coming out and I would definitely recommend this movie over a quiet place. So Yeah, yeah. I, I have not seen a quiet place too yet, so I'll just give my review score for that in this. I'll uh, I gave that one a one out of five. Gotcha. <laughs> um, we won't be covering that on this show, but you get the idea. Um, uh, but yeah, uh, Kyla, where can everyone find you on social media? I'm at Kyla, K-A-I-L-A underscore Ren on Twitter. And what about you, Raina? 
You can find me at JFC Doomblade on Twitter and Instagram. My work is also being published pretty regularly at bloodydisgusting.com, rumorg.com, and screenqueens.com. And you can find the podcast at Horror and Session. We're available on Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and I learned today many other podcasts like anywhere you listen to podcasts yeah i guess anywhere you listen to podcasts we're available um no we didn't have an ad this episode but thank you as always to super yaki for sponsoring us if you want 10 percent off your order please use the code super sessions all caps no spaces and yeah just leave us like five star review in if you in... want to no no you should it helps <laughs> us it helps us reach more of your ear holes yeah um but other than that we'll be back next week with another episode in our universal monster series Ooh. have a happy and safe pride month thanks for listening <laughs>